Way back in 2005, two brothers set off on a road trip that would save the world and change television. Dave and Buster? <laughs> I'm going to give it to you, Buster. For 15 seasons and 327 episodes, Supernatural took audiences on a wild ride of family, fate, and faith with a rocking soundtrack and a seriously cool car. But that was then, Bobbo, and this is now. And yes, the show has quote-unquote ended, but we're not quite done with the journey. No, we're not. And that's why we're watching it all over again, or for Rob and me, for the first time, right. diving deep into every episode of Supernatural with the fine folks who made it. And we're taking you along for the ride. Whether you like it or not. I'm Rob Benedict. I played Chuck Shirley, a.k.a. God. Uh, spoiler! Yeah, it is a bit of a spoiler, but hey, spoilers are fair game here. I'm ah, fine. And I'm Richard Spate Jr., and I played the Trickster, also known as the Archangel Gabriel. And I did a little bit of Loki work in there. Okay, you know we, we're running out of time. Okay, well, we'll be talking about the entire series, so whatever we say, accept it. You've been warned. So buckle up and settle in. Because this, my friend, is Supernatural, then and now. Hey, everybody, I'm Rob Benedict. And I am Richard Spate Jr. And we're talking about Season 2, Episode 21, All Hell Breaks Loose, Part 1. Uh, what? I mean, it's we're, we're down to it. It's, it's, it's yeah, a two, it, two-parter. That's so weird. It's, it just reads so weird, All Hell Breaks Loose, Part 1. But yeah, it's I guess it's for all the times it says to be continued, this time right. they really meant it. They really meant it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I saw that. What a coincidence that the name of this episode is the same as the fan convention that happens in Australia. All hell breaks loose. Now I get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. I, know, I didn't right? think about it. I know. And now I'm thinking about it. And now <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Great, Rob. Now I can't stop thinking about it. Hope you're happy. I am happy. And I'm also, you know, mostly happy that people are listening to our podcast. And I want to say thank you, everybody. But we uh, love the comments we're getting. Yeah. We're getting a ton of comments on social media. And you know what? Keep it going. You know, some yeah. people sent their their costume photos. We asked people to do that. They, we, mm -hmm. they did. Got some great shots. Mm -hmm. So keep it going on Instagram and Twitter, SPN then and now. We want to hear from you. We want to see your photos. We want to hear your stories and your reviews. All right. Are you ready, Rich? Let's do it, buddy. Summarize it for me, Robbie. Okay. Dean waits in the Apollo while Sam goes inside a remote roadside diner to get food. Strange noises start coming out from the radio. Hmm. This alerts Dean to something. And he rushes inside to find Sam gone and everyone dead. That's a diner you don't want to visit. No. Did you notice the diner was like the size of a shoebox? <laughs> it was a tiny diner. Yeah. Sam awakens in a ghost town where he sees Ava, whom we met in Hunted, and Andy, whom we met in Simon Said. Now, there are also two other gifted people there. Jake, an American soldier who's super strong, and Lily, who can kill people when she touches them. Yeah, those are their creepy gifts from right. the yellow eye demon, right? Okay, yeah. gotcha. Your, what's your creepy gift? Uh, this mustache. <laughs> and yours? <laughs> your mustache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the group is confused about why they're there. Sam tries to explain that there is a demon responsible for all of it. However, the group is skeptical. They're not convinced that demons are real. Meanwhile, Dean has sought out Bobby's help, who says- Bobby! Yeah, who says- there haven't been any recent reports about demon activity. It was a typical uh, Jim Beaver move to have the map open and be like, there it is. That's all the things. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm like, did Jim write this? Yeah. <laughs> Ash calls and says he has something, but he can't talk about it on the phone. Which drives me nuts. Just say it on the phone. Come on, Ash. I know, Ash. And then he looks at a watch. Keep that in mind, that watch. That's going to come into play in about five minutes. Dean yeah. and Bobby show up at what used to be Harvell's. It's been burned to the ground. They find a watch. Next to a burnt hand, it's ashes. 
Ashes, ashes. Oh, my God. I mean, just watching you read that was funny. Watching you put that together. But there's no sign of Ellen. Back at the ghost town, an archery demon attacks Jake. That's one of those creepy kids. This convinces everyone that demons are real. Lily breaks away from the team to try to escape. She's killed and hung on display as a warning to the others not to try to do the same thing. Sam gets Andy to send Dean a psychic message. Dean tells Bobby what he saw, and Bobby recognizes it as Cold Oak, South Dakota. Which, by the way, Bobby picked up on that, like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was there a a hat in a store on one of the streets? I know where you are. Like, what? (laughs) I know. He said, was there an oak tree? I know where this is. (laughs) (laughs) Sam's group waits in a room surrounded by salt. He dozes off. While sleeping, the yellow-eyed demon comes to him in a dream, and we learn a few things. Sure do. First, he killed Jessica to keep Sam from getting soft. Bummer. Yeah, right? Second, when Sam was a baby, the demon dripped demon blood into his mouth. And third, Mary recognized the demon in the nursery before she died. The demon further explains that the gifted children are all there to battle each other to find the strongest to lead his army. When Sam awakens, Ava is gone. Andy and Sam split up to find her. Ava comes back to the room and discreetly breaks the salt line. She uses the chance to summon the archery demon, which attacks and kills Andy. She screams, pretending like she's innocent. Yeah, like she's innocent. Yeah. Real tears, though. Sam arrives and quickly puts the clues together that Ava is responsible. She starts to summon the demon to kill Sam, but Jake arrives and snaps Ava's neck before she can do it. Sam tries to convince Jake that they should attack the yellow-eyed demon together, but Jake knows that only one of them will survive. Jake fights Sam and breaks a few of his bones before Sam is able to knock him out. Dean and Bobby arrive, and Sam is making his way toward them when Jake comes to, grabs a knife, and stabs Sam in the back. Bobby chases after Jake. Sam dies in Dean's arm. End of part one. Wait, he dies in Dean's one arm? Sam dies in Dean's arms. Oh, both arms. part one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, man. A lot in there. A lot to unpack. I mean... It's time for R and R's R. That's Robin Richard's review. Robbie? Um, Yeah, the lot's in here. I mean, to find out all those things that he found out in the dream. That was the coolest part of the episode, right? Yeah. The flashback nature of it and like... I've been waiting two seasons for that information. You know what I mean? I didn't know we were going to get that information. I thought it was so cool and that Mary knew the dude. Mary knew the dude. What is that about? Also, that they dripped blood into an actual baby's mouth or dripped something into an actual baby's mouth. And I thought, ooh, tough day on the set. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think that might have been visual effects. I don't know, man. That looked like something dripped onto a baby's face. And come to find out that Sam dies. End of series. I know. That's it. it. We've done it. Guys, thank you for joining our podcast. It's been a treat. Uh, There's no more show. (laughs) Such a great, you know, such a great, the flashback was great. Sort of uh, a Christmas Carol version of going back and seeing your life. Aldous Hodge, who's a freaking movie star, you know. Aldous Hodge. I mean, what an all-star cast. Aldous, you got, you got Tigerman back. Lindbergh. Jimmy the Bee Beaver. Beave. And then everybody dies. No more Lindbergh. No more Ash Ashes. I wonder if his drug stash burned. I wonder if Ash's stash are now Ashes. We've got Ash's Ashes. But now, you know, uh, Andy's dead. I wonder how long Aldous is going to stay alive. Aldous Hodge? He's a movie star. I know, but I wonder how long he's he's in Supernatural. Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, You know, it's a great episode. It's just, again, a great episode. Hey, what was the song playing at the beginning? I forgot. Boston. Foreplay and Long Time. Long Time. Such a great, solid, classic Supernatural opening. Yeah, such a great guitar tone. It was a great, great it was a great episode, man. It was a yeah. great episode. Huge. It's all been leading to this. I was not disappointed, and no. I can't can't wait to find out what happens next. 
I just, one of the things I love that I have to point out, and I know I point it out all the time. So if you're sick of me pointing this out, everybody fast forward 30 seconds and you want to hear this. But Jared and Jensen are such good actors. And I tell you, you put that in the hands of a like sort of your rank and file CW actor, you would yeah. not get the emotion that you get out of Jared and Jensen, who are just, they are so a cut above your rank and file good looking yeah. dude actors. They're so good. Yeah. And Jensen at the end with, with Sam in his arm, uh, mm-hmm. and getting all emotional. It's just, it's a beautiful sequence, man. It's yeah. heartfelt. It's real. Yeah. And yeah, it's going for the heartstrings and the, the score in this one is really, really great. Uh-huh. But just great acting, man. It just, I'm consistently, even, even though I know those guys are great, and even though I've seen them do a bunch of great work, I've directed them and watched it in real time. I'm still baffled thinking back to this being the CW or the WB and the other crap that was on TV and how they must have just been mopping the floor with the other shows on the TV at the time. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, such good actors. Yeah, so good, so good together. Um, yeah, man. The brother yeah. connection is so intense. It's just great. And it just yeah. ends on such a strong, sad note. Anyway, I'm gonna, I'm just going to do it, Robbie. I'm not even going to wait for you to ask. I'm going Stapleton. I know people are yeah. tired of hearing it, yeah. but season two is just wall-to-wall excellence. Delivering. It's really delivering. Uh, I, yeah, I, cannot, I can only give it uh, a full, full logins. Uh, full full seventies logins. I did. Yeah, it's 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 great uh, episode and uh, so many great actors in it. Um, yeah, and you're right, Jensen and Jared really they're driving the ship. They're capable hands. You know what I mean? It's 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 easy to watch because you know it's they're going to handle it well as actors. Better than most. And Freddie Lane. I mean, Frederick Lane is Freddie so Lane, good yeah. in the show. Like yeah. he's so good in that role. Uh, and and that scene with him and Jared is so good. It's so yeah, good. it's great. That's a great scene. I loved revisiting that moment and having Sam Smith back for that moment. You're not kidding. It's like a greatest hits of everybody. In it really is. It really is. Yeah. Uh, and I really was sad to see. I was like, Chad Lindbergh, you know, you kind of thought that Harvell's was going to be this recurring place. Yeah. You know I had mean? no idea that Harvell's burned. Burned no down. Clue. And I'm no like, clue. dude, this is going to be like a set for the for many, many years. And then they light the thing on fire. Yeah. And killed Ash. And now, who what, did that? I don't know. We don't. We don't know. We don't like. We don't know who who lit the thing. No, on I'm fire. assuming we'll it's the out. yellow eyed demon. But you don't, yeah, know. I don't know. You don't know. And where is Joe? I don't know, man. She and mom didn't burn in the in right. the fire. I guess. All right. Well, I hope she out. comes back. They went out for sorghum. To, you know, get more <laughs> sorghum for the place, and then Ash, you know, dropped a cigarette into the mattress, and Bob's your uncle. Bob's your dead uncle. All right, so we've given it the reviews. That's where we stand. And probably it's a bummer we don't have anybody to interview this episode. This, I. I I, I'm going to interrupt you there because uh, this just in, we have a real treat. We got two people what? together. Yeah, we've oh, got oh. Catherine Isabel, who's Ava, who's uh, in Hunted and in this episode. Her other TV credits include X-Files, Hannibal, Smallville, Bones, and The Order. Woman never stops working. Yeah. Her film credits include Ginger Snaps, Freddy vs. Jason, Carrie, and American Mary, and of course, Gabe Tigerman, Andy from Simon Says and from this episode, returning guests who's appeared in Silicon Valley, Masters of Sex, Bosch, the Casa Grandes, and every commercial ever made. Yeah, I will also say I had a lot of friends who listened to our podcast, all of whom said that our first episode with him was just flipping hilarious. So, No, cool, cool. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, so, well, let's get into it. Thank you all both right. for coming on the uh, yeah. podcast. Super awesome. We appreciate it. 
I'll tell you right now, it's a great episode. I mean, I know it's been a million years, but holy crap, it's good. Like, it's so well done. I'm so glad you um, like it. And the, you guys are what? You're like, you're probably like halfway through the show now, right? You guys have been really plugging what? at it. Yeah, we're almost done. We're almost F- done. Yeah. F you. Yeah. F you, Gabe. Like, you know damn well we'll die doing this. <laughs> Sam dies at the end of this episode. So <laughs> we're thinking a, this is it, right? That's how you end it. That's how that's you end it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, like, so, by the way, it's like news radio where they kept thinking they were going to be canceled. So they're just like, we're just going right. to do a big ending. Big and en- Oh, there's more? Right. Great. Backtrack, backtrack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll make it work. Well, in this episode, we, we unfortunately, both of you die. <clears throat> and that's a bummer. And I did not expect that to happen so quickly. So, Catherine, let me ask you first. Your episode before had ended in a cliffhanger. Did you know you are coming back at some point? I don't think so. This is going to be a lot of me going, I don't think so, and I don't That's remember. Okay. Sure. Right. It's, like a de- it's like a deposition. She has her yeah, words like, I, I do not I recall. Do not recall. <laughs> um, I, I think I only came in for the one episode, and then I was pleasantly surprised later when they were like, we're going to throw you in another one. Right. Now, Rich and I initially had different points of view on who killed Ava's fiance. Rich, do you remember what our... I feel like we we, we argued right. whether or not it was Ava or whether it was like the yellow. I demon. thought they were setting it up that you did it. That's that's what I took from it. I thought that they were saying that you went rogue and killed your fiance. I mean, because yeah, because I, I actually watched it today because I was like, I need to remember anything about this. So yeah. I, <laughs> I went back and I watched it, and it did seem to me I was buying my because I forgot that I was a demon. Okay. I was like, oh my God, this poor girl is so traumatized. And now he's told her her fiance is dead. And then at the end of it, when I realized everything, I, now that you're asking me that question, yeah, probably maybe I killed him. Maybe I was just like, you know what? You have served your purpose. And I got to do demon now. Yeah. Well, you played that so well too, that turn when you're crying over Gabe and then. Which is acting. Mm-hmm. That's, that's called acting. The problem is once yeah. I start crying, I can't stop crying. So the whole rest of the scene, after I've like turned, yeah, I'm still like sniveling and trying to like get tears <laughs> off my face. No, like, they won't. My face that, won't stop doing it. It was my favorite. <laughs> I mean, you did a great job in this episode, and that was one of my favorite bits. You literally like took your tears and went flick. Oh, and I thought oh. this was such a great detail. Oh, it's cold blooded. <laughs> it was so great. Uh, these um, oh, this salty discharge. Get it out of here. Ew, feeling. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Gabe, your episode was more open ended. You told us the story of the casting assistant who drank too much Chardonnay and broke <laughs> yeah. the news about yeah. your return. Yeah, she was so delighted about <laughs> that I was back and immediately dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she really was excited about that. And then Kripke, while I was up in Vancouver, took me out to dinner in kind of like a, you know, that the Sopranos thing where like once they kill you off the show, they, they have a big Italian dinner, except it was just me and Kripke at the Sutton place. Yeah. Uh, and and, and he, it was kind of like, Sorry, uh, yeah. but it seemed like a really funny idea to kill you. Yeah. I guess there was a writer, I guess because they'll get, you know, certain, I don't always know how, how every writer's room works, but I guess a, a writer was sitting down with like the notes of like what's supposed to happen, the, the different beats, and she came back into the room where Kripke was working. He's like, not Andy. No, let's not. Can we, is there any way? He's like, he's like no, no, you got to set him up and then knock him down. Aww. So the bottom line is Kripke is a monster. <laughs> Kripke is the biggest monster in the whole series. Eric Kripke, yeah. for oh, sure. Oh, repeated. <laughs> yeah. 
Killed me as well, Gabe. Right? I'm with you. Uh, you know, son of a. Bitch. Um, <laughs> For me, it well, turned so, out I was him, so I, I guess I was kind of the one doing the killing. Yeah, yeah, which is that answers a lot of questions. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. So you didn't, you didn't know you were going to come back, Gabe. You kind of knew, right? No, no, no? not no. at all. But, but I felt like that they floated you out there as like a well, we'll see. Like your your story. Well, both of you guys kind of were left in this sort of definitely we could come back kind of way. Yeah, there was some fingers crossed feelings about it. From for right. me, I don't know about you. Yeah, I think that's where they like to leave actors in just this <laughs> sure. floating yeah. nothingness, broken limbo. Again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or will we just kill off your character in one line and you're not? Yeah, yeah. you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. We often talk about that. All those scripts ended with to be continued, and, and when I did my first episode, I was like, "Ooh, wow!" <laughs> you know, coming back. Will and I be turns out every, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's such a mind f, and like I don't oh, even yeah. know if they realize that. I had the same thing. I got my script. I'm like, "Hey, sweetie, it says to be continued. Mm-hmm. Daddy's gonna be working a bit. Mm-hmm. Nah. Let's start spending that cheese. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That's what you call go it. Right? Ahead. You call it cheese. Yeah. I, yep. Well, it's literally cheese. Yep. Um, <laughs> you guys had a cool scene together. That we were talking about the emotion and killing the character of, of Andy. By the way, I'm always um, so impressed with actors who are just like, boom, access that tears. Tears. Uh, oh, yeah. I just remember looking looking at you and just being like, oh shit. Okay. I was a child actor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, that's what I, I I remember looking at me like, like, oh yeah, I get it. A lot of useless talents, like <laughs> crying. <laughs> it comes that in is, handy. That is great. I tell you, access of emotions. Um, did you? Oh no, there's no emotions you, involved. No, 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 no. <laughs> absolutely, a physical reaction. Physical, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> did you guys? Do you remember? This is uh, maybe you won't, but do you remember where in the order of days you shot this? Like, did you know each other at this point for that scene for the death scene? Uh, Gabe, do you know when you shot it? Oh, I have no. Idea. Deep into the schedule, or right at the front, or do you, do you remember? I feel like it was midway. I think I it was. I feel mid- like we kind of once we got into Border Town, we. I kind of went. It was the, pretty it, chronological. Yeah, yeah, we didn't. I don't remember really skipping back and forth, and it, we went in chronological order, more or less. You know, kind yeah. of. That was cool. Yeah. Now, Catherine, since you live in Vancouver, at the end of the day, would you go home? Oh yeah. Okay. Now she'd stay in the western. Well, town. I was gonna. <laughs> no, I was gonna say because I was gonna ask. Did the, did you guys as a group bond at all? All of the people that were in that world. I mean, I think on set generally, we did, we did such long hours. We're out there and like up to our knees in mud in yeah. border town in the pissing <laughs> rain. It's like as yeah. soon as you're wrapped, you're like goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freeze yeah. out of there. Like, see yeah. you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. We, we I think weren't the... really like making plans to go party at the set and later. We just needed to go home and like shower. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, when right, we right. so I won't find any of your drugs you know, on this mirror. Definitely That's not. Yeah, not in that room anyway. Not that mirror. No, yeah. different mirror. I remember we had a little bit of time off where I think it was uh, a St. Patrick's Day, and Jared took us out on the town. The people who were staying at the Sutton, Aldous Hodge, uh, got drunk for the first time. Oh my God! Like there we go. that was his I... like it was Jared's mission to get him drunk for the first time in his life. That's good to have goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to have goals. He was 20. He was like 20, right? He looks like a baby. He was from the States, and so I don't think he was really able to drink. Like, we got to Canada, we're like, here. Yeah, (laughs) That's what we like to do to American youth. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And now he's a big movie star. It's a shame he hasn't worked much since then. I watched the the episode, and I was like, this guy's really good. I was like, who is this guy? Someone should give him several jobs later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Just hold that thought. We're coming right back. You can sense it calling out to you. New reality seeks you. Join the journey to save Anomaly. Place where sound is magic. The only way to enter the world is by looking inward. Along the way, you'll learn potions, chants, and enchantments that will help you both in that reality and yours. So, answer the call and let your campaign begin. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Dead Boy Detectives. There are ordeals ahead, yet with guidance, you will face them head on without fear. Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard and Twelve Monkeys. When the time arrives, wherever your journey takes you, be there with no attachments. And R&B singer N.C. Gray. There are worlds, realms, dimensions, and realities beyond yours. Anomaly is a role-playing meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios such as learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land vanquished by a dragon, but all connected by a shared mythology. The goal of guided fantasy role-playing meditations are to help you cultivate a sense of wonder, curiosity, balance, and joy in your inner world. Role-playing meditation is a form of escapism and relaxation, as well as a creative outlet for the imagination. The first campaign is an introduction to the world of Anomaly, its lands, magic, and secrets. In the eight chapters, you'll stretch your imagination, learn to center yourself, offer forgiveness, find confidence, relieve stress, and stop racing thoughts. Your true self will emerge, allowing you to manage your goals and dreams without confusion, distrust, or self-doubt. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit seekanomaly.com to learn more. Anomaly spelled with an I-E, not a Y. Seek Anomaly. Hear its magic. And we're back. Speaking of the mud, we heard it rained like almost every day. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was cold. I well, never, at least it looked the same. You know, that's good. Totally. Uh, and it was the first time I ever encountered hand warmers. I was I was introduced to those. Oh, it's a, an amazing invention. Wow. You can <laughs> edit that part out because it's so boring. No, it's <laughs> not. We're going to edit out the other stuff, but we're keeping that. <laughs> those keep me alive. I actually go and I buy, I go to London Drugs and I buy Thermacare, which are for like arthritic seniors. Yes. They, they're hot shots, but they're like, they're the whole body wrap. You can get like the once you go around your kidneys. And so I'll just put like $50, $75 of, of Thermacare on me a day. Because, and this is what I learned from shooting and being like the hot slutty girl in, you know, 2000 era TV and film was like, I'm going to be dressed in hardly anything and literally freezing to death. And it's hard to be a dead slutty corpse when you're shaking in in pre-hypothermia. Same. And <laughs> I, I would just, like those things have saved my life. And I'm 
I can't believe that was your first yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. I don't I don't have as many of the slutty parts. Um I try. I try and they seldom cast. One day, me baby. That. One day. Thank you. <laughs> you made you made Rob knock over his microphone. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So you said slutty parts. He, 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 he started to become a dead sweaty corpse. So did you guys see Jensen at all? Like, Jen, did you ever? Because no. Jensen's not in your episode. No. Like, wow, really? Oh. No. No, I, oh, wow. he was in the, uh, the the first episode I did brief, uh, like, but we never, our characters never crossed paths. Okay. Yeah. Catherine, you belt out a pretty a couple of screams in this episode, but one oh, yeah. one really that's very impressive. Did you is that something you knew how to do coming in, or did uh, you are you a scream queen? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I could scream. Yeah, I I what's funny is I don't I can't really scream at a high register anymore. Um, a few years before Supernatural, I contracted hantavirus, which is a pulmonary virological uh, like a, a virus with a thirty to forty percent death rate. Holy wow. wow. And I was intubated on a ventilator for nine days in ICU and in the hospital for like, I think a month. And so when that apparatus is removed from your throat, Mm -hmm. like your throat kind of (laughs) goes with it and it severely damaged my, my vocal cords. And uh, steadily since then, my, my upper register has been uh, decreased. Mm. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> Gosh. my screams now are like, ah! <laughs> not so high. They're more like, ah, which still works. Yeah. Um, but so, do, did you did you do a lot of screaming? Because you mentioned doing horror conventions yeah. and that kind of thing. Had you done a lot of screaming in the Freddy versus Jason? Oh yeah, stuff yeah. And- I mean, it, I mean, it was I was playing hot girl in the late '90s and 2000s. There was a lot of screaming and running. A lot of crying <laughs> and screaming. You're too running. Yeah. Two sweet spots. Yeah. <laughs> Same. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> So I don't know if you know this, but both of you in your first episodes worked with first-time Supernatural directors. Oh. But in this episode, you work with Bob Singer. Do you remember the difference between the two in terms of working with Bob, how Bob might have been different as an executive producer of the show? (laughs) I remember. I just said, yes, sir, more. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) A lot more deference. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, you, you mentioned that I just, I had a flashback of Bob was, we were on set and he was looking for some quote of some kind. He was, he was just, he was reaching for some quote and he couldn't find it. And I remember going home back to the hotel and looking it up and being like, Oh, that's who it is. And I looked on the call sheet and I was like, there's his email. I'll just throw him off. Like, Hey, it's from, you know, uh, Tolstoy or, or some, somebody. And he just writes back, don't ever email me here. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I assumed he was joking, but we also yes, weren't he, close enough for me know. to know. I don't know. Bob That's got to be a joke. It, I that, don't know. Bob I, has a way and be like, I never checked this email. I've, <laughs> I've emailed him before to have him be like, don't email me. I, I don't check this email. It could be that. No, but, this was this was like stay in your lane, kid. Oh my god! <laughs> but I think in a joke. I think in a joke. I never knew for sure. That is so funny. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I would, That's you, hilarious. Dave, you get to do some fun stuff in this one. You get some kind of nutty monologues. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. the, the gay porn monologue? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that holds up well. Yeah, yeah we said like probably wouldn't make that one today. but uh, <laughs> That was the one uh, part of the script where I remember reading it and have, having been introduced to fan slash, er, slash fiction uh, stuff. I remember reading that and being like, 
Well, there you go. Here's a little, here's a little yeah. gift for you. Oh, right, right. True, true. Um, but yeah, it's just funny. It, it, you know, Sarah Gamble, who wrote it, yeah. originally had the idea from – she got the idea from The Breakfast Club. Oh. This idea of like all of you sort of from with a different sort of attitude – coming together, being trapped together in this place, you know. That's so cute. I I can see that now. (laughs) Right? It's like Hunger Games slash uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I Uh, see that, yeah. Here's a weird detail question. Did you have, your earrings were on the opposite ears in the episode. I I thought that I nailed it right, and I've heard that I'm totally, I totally screwed up. So that's just a Gabe screw up. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. Okay. So you're right. That's why Bob was mad. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was. I, we 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 had a discussion about it because I thought, ooh, that was like a signal from the mm. writer that he was going to die or something like that. You know, like like or Gabe was just being obtuse. <laughs> yeah. Like McCartney having his shoes off on the Abbey Road album. You know what it's I mean? Just like, or Rob, like or Rob doing that thing with his mustache. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's not allowed to do it, but he when he does it, it's really weird. What, what do is we do? It? Nothing. What he's, do you he's, do? He's being weird. <laughs> I um, love it. But, uh, um, but yeah, anyway, so it was it, – Rich, Rich was like, no, I think that was just a Gabe screw-up. Well, I appreciate No, Rob. I didn't I think – didn't I think it was a, a Gabe – I thought it would be a care, uh, like a wardrobe and wardrobe would have messed it up, right? It, it was, are those your personal earrings or wardrobe? <laughs> no, they're all – it's all wardrobe. They gave me – it's funny. It's the only time this ever happened where they – other than giving you the choices of, of socks uh, that where they gave you choices like here's uh, 12 kimonos and here's a bunch of jewelry. What do you think Andy would wear? And I'd uh, I'd actually never seen an ear cuff, I guess ear is cuff, what they're called. Yeah. I'm like, those seem great. Yeah. Uh, so I'll try that and I'll go with the green kimono. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, but I appreciate Rob. I appreciate that you gave me the benefit of the doubt. I, tried, and, I just I'm disappointed that I was wrong. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey. Catherine, I hope that you at some point do one of our Supernatural conventions because they're fun. Totally. I think you should. You're so good in the episode, too, man. Bo- both both yeah. of your episodes are great, but this one really shines a light on your skill set in, in a grand way. That turn you make is really solid. Truly. It's just so well done. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it was really fun to rewatch. Like, because I don't know if I ever saw the episode. Like, that was back, it aired it before we had, you know, streaming services and right. Oh, and DVRs and stuff. Years. So I, I probably yeah. only saw, like, whatever, maybe I did an ADR and then never really saw the episode. Oh, wow. It was so fun to go back and watch and be like, oh, my God, I kind of remember this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it was great. And, you know, both of you, you strike such a chord in your first episodes. You, you really, like, make your mark. And so it was cool to see you then come back and sort of finish your arc. I just gone too soon for my taste. Gone Thank too you. Soon. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> I know it's Richard's yes. silent about that. Well, I, <laughs> gone just soon enough was what oh, I was going to say. Right? But yeah, or, right? or maybe too soon. Uh, um, wait, I, I, I just did, remembered something. Sorry to interrupt you. I remember yeah, please. I almost didn't make it. To the to day one of the shooting, they had to smuggle me across the border in a car. Um, yeah, I just maybe this is why Bob was uh, testy. Do you have a, a felony on your record? Um, no, I had a layover in. Uh, I was I was flying from the Austin from the Southwest South by Southwest Film Festival with a layover in San Francisco. I land in San Francisco and I have a phone call, a, a voicemail waiting for me because my passport had fallen out of my pocket in back in Austin. And they were not oh, going to let God. me into a whole new country oh. without uh, without a passport. 
And then they were like, we're putting on the next flight. Don't worry. And then that flight kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. Finally, the flight got canceled from from Austin and my little passport's just sitting there. And uh, they fly me to Seattle and then they send a PA in a car across the border because they're like, pretty decent chance they won't check your passport on the drive back. And so just like, fingers crossed as you're driving back, just look unassuming which is kind look of my, Canadian yeah it looks super polite uh which is kind of my that's kind of my lane so uh it's true yeah, oh my god yeah. and so they didn't they didn't check I love that they sent a PA yeah to yes of yeah traffic of came across the border oh my to god execute oh. a federal crime for two different countries <laughs> yeah yeah great Pretty oh great. my god uh, that's crazy what a crazy you can story. do this Carl was, oh, okay sir <laughs> But it didn't a crime. Yes, who Singer. can say what's a crime yes, Mr. these Singer. days? Can I can I email you, Mr. Singer? No, no you may not. <laughs> I would. My heart rate was very high as we oh, hit the dude, border. Dude, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So now, Catherine, this this is a random question that is really not interesting at all, except for to Rob and myself. <laughs> but Rob's in Toronto, and I'm in Vancouver. How do you watch Supernatural? Show, Supernatural here. We had a hard time finding it in Canada, like on the streamer services. I have ways. Oh. oh, that's it. Also speaking of federal crimes. Wow. Laws. Wow. I'm glad we went from federal crime to federal crime. All right. Well, there you go. So so it's not us, Rob. It's still okay. tough. Yeah. It's still challenging. Is yeah. it not on, on Canadian Netflix? It's or? not on Canadian it Netflix. It is not. And uh, you can't get it. It's, it says it's on Prime, but we, we couldn't get it on Prime. So we had to do this. We found that uh, Rich found an app that you nice. can... Uh, yeah. I also have my ways, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> was that the question that I interrupted? Or do you do you remember your question that you that I interrupted? I don't remember. Do, do we, your, your, your run away from the federalities is way more interesting than <laughs> yeah. that. So you're technically, oh my God, Gabe's still on the lamp. Oh, oh, like that is, that's an unresolved crime. Ooh, Here's an open uh, case. Uh, it's an open case. I hope the gendarme is watching. Oh, um, <laughs> oh no, no, no. That was a French accent. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was a great that's French accent. I know. Game. I didn't I know. realize that you were. Amazing. We had to say it was a French accent for any French people who might be listening. They wouldn't recognize. <laughs> They're it. like, no. What does that mean? Uh, no. Didn't uh. say pa that accent. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, what a treat to have you both on here. It's a great episode. Both your both of your episodes individually were great. This is a great culmination of the work and the the you know penultimate episode in season two. It's a great show. And you guys are great in it. I mean, truly, this is not like perfunctory guest star work where you're kind of a prop. You guys really crush it, and your scene together is just fantastic. It's great, the whole thing. 100%. I was only emotionally traumatized once. Wait, how? Hmm. Oh, uh, so in the previous episode, uh, I believe it was episode 10, there's a scene where Sam and I are walking to my vehicle, which is a vintage blue Volkswagen Beetle. And... We get onto set and we do the blocking. We do everything. They're like, okay, we're ready to roll. Katie, we're going to need you to drive out uh, in this scene. You can drive standard, right? <laughs> Reactor's nightmare. And uh-huh. I went, no. And they said, okay, hold the roll. And they're going to teach her how to drive standard right now. And I'm like, oh, in front of the whole crew and the vintage bug. This is going to be great. Thank you so much. And so yeah. they let me have like one tour around the parking lot. And then they're like, okay, let's roll. And I'm like, no, I could kill this man who's very important to this show. Don't give me this responsibility. And so in this scene, I say like, okay, like, let me know if you find your brother. And I put it into gear and I 
flew. I shot forward and my head slammed against the background. And I like immediately was at the other end of the parking lot and didn't even know like how to stop it. Oh my and God. And so I watched that episode today because I was like, I all I remember from shooting Supernatural was that I had to learn how to drive standard in front of the whole crew in five minutes. And wow. that traumatized me. And so I went back and I looked and they cut before they, they do not show. Oh, funny. They literally, I only did it once. It was like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so they like, just good they, enough, they good on, enough. Yeah, they post. On, uh, on Sam's face, and then they just they don't. So, just, so for people who want to go back and watch that, that's from the Hunted, right? Your that's, your first episode, yeah, uh, episode ten, I think. Okay. So, okay. so good trivia. Good, a, good stuff, guys. Great trivia. stuff. I went look to look, that. and good I was trivia. like, oh god, there's no way they could have put that that like drive out. Like they, and so no, they they were smart. Wow. Well, thank, thankfully it. there was no driving in this episode. No, no, no drive. <laughs> no, except for both of your talents Whoa. driving this story. Hey. Hey. Nice, <laughs> nice segue. By the way, can I um, one last thing before yes, we wrap? Please. Just putting in our last little little tidbits. One yeah. of my favorite slash least favorite things about this episode is somebody pulled a like a just a a, a screenshot of uh, me and Jared uh, walking together in kind of a wide shot. And it's like we're not even the same species. Like he, I, like from this angle, I would place us at like he is literally two times my height. I, yeah. it is, it is one of the most upsetting things yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, and it pops up yeah. every now and then on it's on Twitter. Like one Somebody, of those tales of the modern man of man. Yep, and, yep. And you're like the second to Jared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely the pinnacle of yeah. evolution. Yeah, uh, and yeah. I know either I'm either like on my way there or like a downside like oh after you're, we've you're, just been in cubicles oh, yeah. for too long you still have, you still have scales <laughs> yeah. you know you're like you're, 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 you're and a little bit of a tail i've got gills um, there's little gills visible yeah. on my throat. not even a caveman uh, yet nope <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you both for being here well, and I, I hope to see you both on the road at doing our convention absolutely but, uh, this is a great episode of the podcast and a great episode of tv cheers good to see you Catherine. <laughs> bye you too <laughs> all right bye guys this is Jared Padalecki stopping in to say hi and let you know that we've got to take a quick break. Hey guys, it's Rob. So check this out. I'm very pleased to announce that we have a new super sponsor. That's right. Marvel Strike Force. So Marvel, the one and only Marvel, has a mobile game. And it's a comic book fan's dream. Marvel Strike Force, it's a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. So, okay, so your goal is to power up your favorite characters and you complete missions and then you unlock fun stuff like gear and other resources and then you beat other players in a PvP, player versus player mode, such as Alliance War or Real-Time Arena. So as we, as I record this, they're enjoying their six-year anniversary. So you know what that means. Free stuff. Free stuff, just for signing up via the unique link in the description. So the anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. And if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. So make sure you log in every day, each week, you take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code for every new user, so please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. 
That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. All right. Thanks once again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for supporting Supernatural then and now. And now, back to the show. What an interview. And I know we always say that, but truly. It was yeah, great. That was we great. Learned little some tidbits. Uh, tidbits. We learned some tidbits. A lot of tidbits. Tidbits about them, like the sneaking game across the border and her not being able to drive a car. I love that kind of oh, trivia. It's, it's good stuff. Great tidbits. I'm glad they came prepared. Um, but aside from that, you know, I'd never met her before. She's great. And, uh, and Gabe, we love Gabe and, um, their characters are very similar, similar journeys. So it was nice to get them together. Great duo. I mean, we had two people together in an interview and that can go one of two ways and it went the the good way. They were great together. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think they probably had fun working together is my guess. Yeah. I think they really enjoyed each other. And uh, yeah. And I I wish there was a world we could get the entire crew back, but in our minds. That was a, that was a, that was a great, uh, great cast and just a great episode and and great interview. Thank you for doing that interview kids. And now, and now you know what it's time for Robbie. Do you know, do you? I don't know. Look at your burnt ash watch. You'll see it's time for mythology. Like little baby Sam, you too can drink demon's blood. Demon's blood, the recipe is one shot of peppermint schnapps, one shot of 151 proof rum, six ounces of Mountain Dew, and two ounces of cherry Kool-Aid. So just so you know, everybody, the effects team was committing a felony by forcing booze on an infant when they shot that scene, because that's exactly what they fed the baby. So you're telling me if I go into a bar and I go, I'll have a shot of demon's blood. That's what they'll get. That's what they'll make me. 151 rum. That is not for the weak of heart. No. And that's Mountain a, that's, Dew. That's not, none of this sounds all that good. I'm going to, no. I'm going to say right now. No. Not I do all. not want this drink. Well, it's demon's blood. You don't want demon's blood either. <laughs> well, good point. Our cherry demons. Our cherry demons. In some tribes of indigenous people of North America, there is lore of the spirit of a little girl who died a sickly death. She is now a vengeful spirit who lives in the hills and mountainsides. At night, she comes down from the hills or mountainsides and spreads death and diseases. <laughs> and then she returns to the hills or uh, mountainsides. mountainsides. She wants to make other children suffer as she did. Oh, that's not nice. That's Talk not about passive nice. aggressive. Yeah. While typically disguising herself as a frail girl, she can also appear with a skeletal frame, large red eyes, and long claw-like fingers. I hate to tell this to the little girl, but even when she's like a little girl, she's still scary as crap. It's not like she's like, ah. Yeah. It's still a really creepy, scary little yeah. girl. And then she yeah. just gets creepier and scarier. Yeah. Did you know that the Hindus and the Japanese have similar legends? In Japan, this spirit lore was the inspiration for the grudge. Oh, I didn't know there was a, uh, that was related. Yeah. And one of the key differences is the Hindus and Japanese, they have the similar legend, only their legends live in mountainsides or hills. Ah, okay. So it's and, reversed. And how are they with bow and arrow? Oh, they're 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 demons. I mean, they are archery <laughs> demons. These people. Um, well, fire up the 151 proof rum. <laughs> and bring uh, on the Mountain Dew. Here we go. 
Fun facts! Fun facts. Robbie, you ready for some fun facts? Sarah Gamble, the writer of this episode, has said that The Breakfast Club was her inspiration for the script. That's That's so funny. I literally thought that. I literally had, yeah, I was like, wow, this is like The Breakfast Club for like hunters or something. I don't know. I I literally, The Breakfast Club came in my head as I was watching, because they're all like, they've all got a different vibe. You know, I I used to write notes. I was going to write down The Breakfast Club because they've all got a different vibe. And there's definitely, you know, the girl who dies, who gets hung. I'm not like you guys. You don't know me. She was very right. clubby. There is a statue of a monkey in the Burnt Harville's rubble at around 1620. At 420 Jerry, in the afternoon? No, no. The 16 minutes and 20 seconds into the episode. Oh, cool. Jerry Wanick, production designer, didn't like it as set dressing when they first built Harvell's. However, the set decorator, George Newman, convinced him to keep it. When a number of directors came and shot the Harvell set, they always started on the monkey. Bob thought it was important enough to give it a moment here. George Newman, by the way, is a great guy and also has a son named Frank. We always bond over the That's fact right. that bo- both of us have sons named Frank. Only his Frank is really good at tennis. Oh, funny. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like I did remember the monkey being shot. I don't, uh, I, now I need to go back and see the, uh, I guess I have to wait till tomorrow at 420, but then I can watch and see the uh, <laughs> the monkey because I, I didn't I didn't notice the monkey. And when, of course, when we say Bob thought it was important enough to give it a moment here, we're talking about Bob Singer who directed the episode. Correct. The ghost town set for the episode was originally built for the 1989 series Border Town that ran on no one f***ing knows network because <laughs> no one's f***ing heard of it. What the hell is the Border Town? I don't know, but I was wondering where in Vancouver that set is, because it was like such a ghost town set. I don't remember ever seeing that. Neither do I. And now we can't say that because we've seen episode 21 of season two, part one, All Hell Breaks Loose. What's that? I said, now we can't say we haven't seen the set. We've seen the set now. Right, 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 right. Here's another thing we didn't mention, that uh, the Vancouver rain plays a big part. Oh, dude. In this episode. There's one scene where they're like all on the porch, and you're like, yeah, I know why Bob kept them on the porch, because it's a deluge. (laughs) Pouring rain. Right beyond them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the next episode, man. I mean, I'm on pins and needles. This is not a bit. We haven't seen it yet, so we're super excited to get part two, the season finale for season two, under our belt and on this podcast ASAP, because this is just good TV, man. Yeah, I mean, if it's in, anything as informative and exciting and suspenseful as this one was, then I'm, I just, I, I can't even wait. Dude. This episode of Supernatural features Jared Padalecki as Sam Winchester and Jensen Ackles as Dean Winchester. Guest stars include Jim Beaver, Frederick Lane, Samantha Smith, Chad Lindbergh, Aldous Hodge, Jessica Harmon, Gabriel Tigerman, and Catherine Isabel. I mean, all-star. All-star Dude, cast. Seriously. All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1 was written by Sarah Gamble and directed by Robert Singer. There's another all-star duo. Yeah. Sarah Gamble and Bob Singer. I mean, this Gamble is and Singer. greatest hits uh, from start to finish. Yeah. Editing by Tom McQuaid, who's also a detective. Uh, music by Jay Greska. McQuaid and Greska. I mean, when, you know, those two working together again. This week on McQuaid and Greska. <laughs> Executive produced by Eric Kripke and Robert Singer. Those two guys. I mean, once again, you got a Kripke you get any singer. Better than Kripke and Singer? Oh my God! Not since Gamble and Singer. The original broadcast of this episode featured the following songs: "Foreplay" slash "Long Time" by the Boys from Beantown, Boston. "Wrapping Around Your Finger" by APM. "Opening" by Darker My Love. This episode originally aired on May tenth, two thousand seven. May tenth, 
2007? I mean, the greatest hits just keep coming. <laughs> this episode of Supernatural Then and Now was hosted and executive produced by Richard Spade Jr. and Rob Benedict. Produced by Stephen Hyde. Written by Stephen Hyde and Heine Holscher. Edited and associate produced by Trey Booty. What's up, Booty? Music provided by Tim Wynn. The episode was recorded with the help of Sonic Fuel Studios. This podcast is from Story Mill Media. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at SPN Then and Now. Here's some trivia. Rob's in Toronto and I'm in Vancouver. This show was done in Canada. Become a member of the podcast at www.patreon.com slash SPN Then and Now. crying i think steve steve <laughs> i see steve i can read steve's a very very stoic man but every uh-huh. now and then i do see a, a look that flashes across his face which says why didn't i get different people to host this podcast the ghost town set for the episode was originally blah, 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 blah. what if he found <laughs> the ashes of ashes bottom and you was like hey, they find ashes ass ashes what if Ash had your mustache? And they'd find ashes, ashes, mustache, ashes. And then what if my mustache grew on his ass? And he was like, oh, they found ashes, stash. ass, mustache, ashes. Ashes, stash, ashes, ass. All right. Back at the ghost town, an archery demon attacks Jake. Now, that's the- A what? Archery. It's an archery <laughs> demon. It's really good with arrows. Oh, man. All the- Creepy arrows in his haunted quiver. How do you really say it? Archery? Story Mill Media. 